You're listening to Critical End, episode number 78. The episode that has a little homework for you. I've seen many Darren Aronofsky films. I'm kind of behind on that. But I, I think you've seen more than I have, haven't you? Yeah, let me think. I would actually consider myself um, something of a fan. I'm not a, not a huge fan. Uh, I'm not, I'd am not. i call myself more of a huge fan if I'd seen Pie, which was his first film. Right. Um, and also, if that movie had been about actual eating pie, I would have definitely seen it quicker. Right. Um, but no, since it was mathematical-related stuff, I was like, boring. This is almost um, as boring as ballet, you said. No, apparently it has. It kind of has what uh, led a lot of people into his other films, which is you know a character who hallucinates some things, etc. Um, there was Requiem for a Dream after that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I loved. That was his first film I ever saw. Um, also, a side note, and I think a lot of people know this, but uh, that is an that that movie has an amazing DVD too, which apparently he worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this DVD that really goes out of its way to kind of trick you and stuff. Back when DVDs weren't doing that yet. Mm-hmm. It kind of plays like an infomercial for a while, and it like flips through his channels and goes static. It's kind of neat. And those, you can't do anything the whole time either. Those are neat but annoying. That's like the Memento DVD. Yeah. Where it's like, how do I exactly. start the movie? Like, how do I just watch the movie? Like, answer these 17 questions about an unrelated event. <laughs> right. Um, you had to have a cheat sheet to actually play. And then you accidentally watch it in reverse order, yeah. Right. Uh, and then, um, let me think. I, I, I was talking to someone else, and they kept telling me there was one between Rec Room and The Fountain, but actually, I don't think there was. I think um, I could use the look on IMDb, but I really don't think there was. Well, I just brought it up, and you're right. There's not. In terms of it just things he's directed, there's not. It goes right, The right. Fountain, 2006, Requiem, 2000, and then six years later. Wow. Well, see, what it was, and this is what I was trying to tell this person that they were thinking about, was he was involved with, like, every movie coming through the Hollywood system yeah. between two films and i think he he was involved to a point that you know he actually had work cut out for him that he was doing and then he ended up getting dropped i know he was uh he's connected with the superman movie that uh who ended up doing that uh that the fanboys are excited about i forget now oh uh, what, uh brian singer that, brian singer that's right yeah, yeah he's involved with the superman movie he was connected to a batman uh, movie a long time ago to, yeah the new batman that christopher nolan took over and you know i kind of place him in the same league as christopher nolan mm-hmm. um and then, anyway, he ended up coming out with The Fountain, which, uh, at the time, I remember, uh, I was in college, and all those little hipster college kids, English majors, were like, mm-hmm. oh, boy, that guy did Requiem, he has a new movie coming out, it's going to be so awesome. And then the Monday after that movie came out, I talked to them all, and they all despised it. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't understand a single thing, they just hated it. Meanwhile, I had loved it when I saw it that weekend, I kind of figured, you know, I'll get back and have to deal with all these different issues this movie brought up and see what it meant to different people. I think that was the biggest problem with The Fountain, is that... Um, there's so much going on and nothing's ever explained. It's one of those movies you watch and he he's meant for you to take away whatever you want to from it. Um, right, but I fine, like that. That's a fine uh, line to ride because you, you, there's like it's either like oh man it can mean anything to anyone and then it's like wait a minute it just it doesn't mean anything you know. Yes, yeah, I think that's kind of where people fell at the fountain that yeah. this doesn't mean anything. He's just pulling out those cool the little cool tricks he did with Requiem. Yeah. And just making a move out of those. But I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, and also that movie's with Hugh Jackman. Uh, remember that because that's Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Huge Ackman. Jackman. Um, H. J. Ackman. 
H.J. <laughs> the writer. H.J. Wealth, Yes. Uh, that's coming back around in a second. Anyway, okay. um, after the fountain, I think we arrive at The Wrestler. Yeah, which um, I have seen and really liked. Yeah, I really liked it, too. I saw it after the Oscar fact. Um, mm-hmm. It was after our 20, uh, not 2009 show. Um, I enjoyed The Wrestler. I enjoyed it from the standpoint that he finally got around to kind of making different movies, more of a straightforward film. Mm-hmm. Um, a deeper like character film than anything else. I noticed that I don't think he wrote that movie, and that might have been one of the first few times he, that was the case. Okay. Um, and then also, he had kind of completely moved away from what's, uh, well, now it's becoming more and more, like a cinema of uh, Verde type thing, I think is what I'm looking for here. Right. Um, where that film was not shot like a Hollywood movie and shot more handheld. Um, and apparently he's held on to that because with Black Swan, is for the most part shot the same way. Um, this is, uh, I don't know, it's kind of far from the wrestler, while at the same time, it kind of has the tone and look of the wrestler. It's gritty and it's uh, it's sort of documentary style, at least at times. I mean, it, you know, it's um, it's handheld, it's it moves a lot, it's uh, it's has a lot of close-ups. You know, basically what you'd expect from that kind of a thing. But now he's moving back to the Hollywood films because I doubt they're going to let him shoot uh, this upcoming film like he shot the wrestler in Black Swan. But now he's moving on to uh, uh, the Wolverine, as it's going to be called, with H.G. Uh, Ackman. H.G. Ackerman playing Wolverine. Playing Wolverine, yes. So they're calling uh, that the Wolverine. It's called the Wolverine. They just tossed an article in the front there. Now the other thing about this is, is this a sequel to Wolverine or is this another reboot? Whenever they add a the, it's a reboot. That's the rule. Well, that's good though. That Hugh Jackman's back in it though. Yeah, but like I think it's like it's basically them being like, uh, we still like Hugh Jackman, but don't re- don't remember that last Wolverine movie. Please. See, what's the deal with that? Because remember during that, that movie was a huge hit, and they talked up like 17 sequels and the Deadpool spinoff. So is any of that still happening? Well, I think that well, the last I heard was that Deadpool was still happening, which was not too long ago. Ryan Reynolds was like, "Yeah, we're still doing it," but I don't know if he's going to be doing that. If, if Green Lantern's a hit, I don't know if he's going to like throw yeah. his like lot in with Deadpool. But hmm. you can only be uh, one superhero at a time. That's the rule. Yeah, it's kind of complicated. But anyway, that's where uh, his career arrives now. But we'll uh, we won't go into the future just yet because we're going to talk about Black Swan. Indeed, Black Swan was a film that uh, I wanted to see. Being a fan of his other films. Um, I've always liked this kind of touch that he brings to his movies, uh, and this quite a bit of weirdness, too, uh, mm-hmm. to a point. Uh, but not just that. This film uh, built up a lot of Oscar buzz, um, and so we kind of felt like we needed to see it for that uh, reason, too. We mm-hmm. heard a lot about uh, Natalie Portman's performance in it, um, which uh, turned out to be a really good performance. She's really good in this. Very good. Um, it also had a cast of other uh, actors who you know, such as Wano Ryder. Um, uh, Mila Kunis. Kunis, yeah. And the guy from expect... Mission Impossible 2 and Ocean's 12. Yes, exactly. People who you would not expect to see in a movie getting this much Oscar buzz, <laughs> kind of is what I'm saying. Um, uh, so that's all, all that made it all the more interesting. So yes, uh, we finally got around to seeing it because it played limited for like a month or so, it seems. Uh, and it's now opened wide just to cash in on the Oscar buzz. And it's working because my the- this is the uh, first time I've been to a movie in a long time. That this is the- I went to the only theater that's playing in town, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably been played, this is, I think, the third week, because, you know, we discussed whether or not it'd still be playing. Well, I can see why it was still playing, because because this is the only place you can see it, it was packed. Oh, yeah. Um, weird, I went to, like, a 1 o'clock showing early on a Sunday of all times. Uh, it was packed to the brill of, like, Old People and Logan. Um, <laughs> Which is also the name of your uh, new screenplay, is what I, yeah, what I understand. Yeah, Old People and Logan. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes sense, because everyone's like, oh, Oscar buzz, I got, it's relevant, I gotta see it. Yeah, they show up for these. Which is uh, the same no. thing I did, but whatever. Yes, I'm sure a lot of those old guys were there also because I heard lesbian scene. 
Um, which also brings them in, I think. That's true. It's not... I actually... I, I purposely was not... Um, I didn't want to hear anything about the movie. Once I knew it was... Um, first of all, I wasn't interested... I wasn't following it beforehand. I just sort of heard things about it. And then when it got a lot of Oscar buzz, I was like, oh, I want to see it, but I, I'll purposely not expose myself to anything, which I usually do with movies. I just... I don't want to... I want to, like, have the experience as much uh, sort of fresh as possible. So I didn't... I had heard, like, lesbian scene. I was like, all right, get ready for action. But it's actually... There, it's, there's really no... There's almost... I don't think there's any actual nudity in this movie. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't quite on the lookout for that. But it, it works within the context of the film, is what I should say. Yeah, no, obviously it's it tasteful. It doesn't scream, right? Let me see. But uh, the thing is, actually, right? Critics did an amazing job of this film. I had to give them a hand. That's like giving ourselves a hand, right? I, I say give us all a raise. Is what I say. Yeah. Um, because we're all union, I guess. No, uh, the um, uh, I'd read uh, the Entertainment Weekly review for this, and I'd read uh, the newest issue, or I think last week's issue, um, has all this Natalie Portman on the cover talking about how she's getting all the Oscar buzz this year. Um, and I read the interview of her on that. And uh, both that review and her interview give away nothing about this movie. You'd seriously think that it's just pretty much a straightforward ballerina movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're here to tell you that it's not that, but we won't go into too much detail about what it is. What can we say um, about this movie? Like, I almost don't know. Well, we well, can do a quick plot synopsis, but... Yeah, we'll do the quick uh, plot synopsis. Try not to give anything away. And then tell our reasons for our ratings. Now, my reason does hinge on the fact that this is not a straightforward ballerina movie. Um, and I, but I you would have given a straightforward ballerina movie better or worse a of a better score? rating yes. with with this cast a nonstop amazing <laughs> rating. Um, no, it's uh, I, I don't know. I'll try to get into more detail about that as it comes uh, closer to because um, I, I realized that the few people who were curious about my rating after this and asked me about it, um, I couldn't really say much about giving things away. And I've always said it's kind of the sign of a bad critic. Um, if you can't say anything, if you can't give a negative review about the movie without ruining why. You know, it's, I don't know, it's not a great critic to do that. I mean, um, it's, my, it's my view is of, not negative. I will say that right now, though. Yeah, it's um, more of an indication that the things you didn't like about it are very, very plot-related, if that's the case. Ex- that's kind of what, what's going on here. Um, um, yeah, yeah, do you want to get a, a quick plot yeah. synopsis? Yeah, so it's about, Natalie Portman is a, uh, a ballerina. Now, and by the way, this is an interesting side note here, but I assume she's in at least her 20s, the character, right? Um, the, yeah, the, the character, I, I guess so. I, I think that's what we're supposed she to She doesn't go to yeah, school, no, I right? Think, I think, yeah, at one point, they, I think they say she's like 28 or something. Okay. So I, oh, yeah, that's, well, no, they, she's talking about her mother at that point. Yeah, okay, right, no, yeah, she's, right, the fact is that she still lives with her mom. Anyway, and, and yeah. And like, at this age, why are you with your mom? And she's not, I don't I doubt she's in her 30s. She's right? in her, yeah, she's probably, she's probably just to be late 20s. Anyway, the character's in their 20s, she still lives with her mother, she is a ballerina whose life is 100% about being a ballerina. Um, she's, her mom was, used to be, uh, used to do ballet, and you can tell that there's sort of a stage mom vibe there. Um, she is uh, very sort of, you know, quiet and reserved and just completely focused and always very anxious to do everything exactly correct. And that's when she's up for this role in Swan Lake, when the company goes to do Swan Lake, and it's a very competitive ballet company, um, she has to play, she has to try out for this uh, part of the, the Swan Queen who has these two sides of her, one good, one bad, and no one's going to buy her because, as the bad swan, the black swan, uh, because she's too... You know, she's too goody two shoes and, and uh, fragile and reserved. So it's all about her sort of trying to change her image to make it more appropriate for this part, while simultaneously dealing with a lot of crazy ballet infighting and things like that. But now, so far, this sounds just like a regular ballet movie, and I don't want to go too far into why it isn't. But let's just say that um, freaky shit happens too. Yeah, think how you really realize when I mean it's anyone who's thinking this is a regular ballet movie just needs to think of the director we have working here, um, because it is pretty much a standard ballet film done by this director. So obviously it's going to be slightly different. Um, it just mix any ballet film with *Requiem for a Dream*. That's pretty much what you're getting. 
Yeah, and um, I want to talk to you after the show. I don't even know if it's worth spoiler ducking or something, but I want to talk to you about what you think the implications of of that stuff is that we can't really see, talk about here. That's the uh, thing, and I, you know, it's one of those things. It's kind of like Inception. Inception that once we start talking about it, someone can be like, "Well, the point is that you're not supposed to know." It's just it's open to interpretation. Yeah, um, but I I felt like this was mostly straightforward. Honestly, I, I was like, "Okay, I get it. It's not like in my face, but I think it's pretty obvious what's you're, what you're trying to say here." I think I, so I guess too. Not write this. I just want uh, but, to see what we came if we came to the well, same conclusion. Yeah, I don't know. I heard several people talking afterwards about what it could possibly mean and everything. I'm like, but it, I thought it obviously meant this, and that was it. I didn't. I don't know. Um, all I do know, Ryan, is I think that the the little uh, the thing kept spinning after the credits. Um, but I stuck around and I, I didn't see. I think it, it was weird that that dreidel though just kept going. There was a dreidel. There was a dreidel. Uh, I I, like, I left during feathers. Okay. <laughs> Good. Um, no, this is, in my mind, uh, Black Swan was the Jewish version of Inception. Oh, yeah, that's right. Everything's the Jewish version of Inception with you this year. <laughs> that's everything. Way to poo. Uh, tangled. Inception. Yeah, Tangled. <laughs> it's oh, it's just Inception. another Jewish version of Inception, like we all have heard before. Um, no. Their rights. But um, the idea with Black Swan, to get a little bit more into it, is Mila Kunis, because we shouldn't mention that part of the plot, is the sort of a rival ballerina who's sort of half friend, half foe, and uh, the idea is like basically um, – you know, she's she. Natalie Portman is sort of struggling to to change her her image. I guess I already said that, but she's you know she's kind of doing a lot of this this whole classic like actor's internal struggle about what should I uh, who should I be, and she's like really this, bringing it. Right, right. This is this part of the story is pretty straightforward. So that and we also have Lionel Ryder as the uh, the outgoing former star of this ballet company, just like in real um, life. And uh, and Portman is in her second or third season there, so they kind of know what to expect from her, what she can do. So the fact that she's been given this major role, that's setting her up to be the next Wyoming Rider type character, and um, they they're all anxious to see if she can handle this one side of it that she can't handle in real life. Exactly. Um, so it's gonna be it's you know it's it's a setup for emotions and uh, a lot of uh, a slight roller coaster. To see what's gonna happen here, um, especially when you consider her home life and everything. And it's. Uh, it's a very simple movie plot-wise, but there's a lot more going on here under the surface. Right. Um, and that doesn't become completely, uh, you don't become completely aware of that as uh, a member of the audience until around like the middle of the second act, uh, towards the end of the second act. It's a character piece that bothers to actually have a plot, which is, I think, essential. I, I think that a lot of what people call character pieces, like Raging Bull or something, are just long, rambling, you know, instances right. of just, isolated drama, which I can't really stand. But this is... Honest- I like well, one, oh, I'm sorry, go sorry. Ahead. This is just like one character's internal struggle totally taking center stage, but there's still enough uh, thematic, like there's still enough story elements to yeah. support that theme so it doesn't like collapse under its own weight. And I actually, I rated uh, The Wrestler higher than this film, but what you pretty much just described is The Wrestler. It's kind of like that Raging mm-hmm, Bull type. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where you, it's just a long character piece and like, oh, here's another day in the life of this character. Right. Um, he, he kind of strays from that when in doing this film. Uh, which is a good thing, and uh, this is what you just said is pretty much where all the Oscar buzz is coming up with Portman's uh, role in this film. And I think that she definitely deserves a nomination. I don't, I'm not quite sure I could pull out the list like we had last week and see what she's up against, um, or who she's up against, I guess I should say. Yeah. But no, she's really, really good, and she deserves a nomination at least. I agree. Um, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, I guess that's about all we can say about the movie. We can move into uh, to ratings if you want to. Yeah, I well, I, I'll say uh, uh, not only about um, Portman's performance, but everybody does a really good job uh, in this film. I thought that I usually don't like Mila Kunis as an actress. Uh, I like her when she's not she's moving, not a, no, when she's still. Yes. That's fine. Um, right. But I, I, and I especially, I think that um, I think that like 
Well, I don't know. I don't know if this is actually true, but I really just feel like Family Guy got saddled with her because she was another Fox actress, and then like had to like use her forever, even though she's clearly a terrible voice actress. I agree. Um, but she was good in this movie. She wasn't like outstanding or anything, but mm-hmm. uh, she was definitely played the part well. She, she yes, was serviceable. I agree. If nothing else. Apparently, um, uh, her and Portman are stars, which is where the connection came up of getting one of the other to be in the film. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so uh, it actually worked out well. You would think friends working together and playing enemies would not work out so well. Um, but she, you know, she served the part, and I guess that's kind of what she was going after. I can't find any, anything to really complain about her. Yeah. But she didn't overdo the part either, which is kind of where Winona Ryder kind of strays into that at one point. Uh, but well, that's Winona Ryder for you. Yeah, exactly. She's not in the movie too much either. Mm-hmm. And then finally, dude from uh, Mission Impossible 2. Uh, is actually finally settles like he's put to a role he's good at. I think. Yeah, he does really well. Um, and the uh, the aesthetic, which with my little Aronofsky experience, I can tell you the aesthetic is lives up to his standards. It's very cool. Looks creepy, awesome, it and it really you know conveys the mood. I can't say anything about this movie without giving anything away. Yeah, that's I, feel what, terrible. I think we've done good to kind of like I moved towards Portman's uh, performance and things like that. I think we've got done good to to avoid it and yet fill the to fill the show out too. I will say the one thing. Um, that I, I that I that brings the movie down it doesn't really bring it down. It's just like even a movie about ballet is kind of boring. Like I just can't stand ballet. Like the like just you know two well, seconds of dancing is enough for me. You can tell, and I'm sure he put tons of research in this and everything. But you can tell he doesn't quite know ballet that well either. And that's not to say I know anything at all about ballet. But it's pretty obvious that when they come off stage, like you know they have they obviously do the show at the end or whatever. And as soon as someone comes off the uh, stage, someone else is like great job out there. Cause in other words, they're telling the audience that she just did an amazing job dancing. Right, because it's like this doesn't look any different than when she was doing a terrible job. <laughs> Exactly, right, right. I, you know, I'm not a ballet expert. This is all the same to me. Yeah. Um, he's just not yelling at her now because she's on the stage. Uh, it's all very interesting now. Okay, so in the movie itself, I actually, I left the theater. And oddly enough, I think you just left the theater, right, Ryan? From yeah, the I came straight here. Um, so I, I don't know. I, you might want to, you might want to go with Ryan here because he's got the gut instinct. I might have overthought this whole thing. Um, but I left the theater. 14. What? My I was 14, 14 when I left the theater? My rating is 14. I, okay. My <laughs> 14 thumbs up. I had to rent some extra thumbs. <laughs> um, I, I left the theater, and I, I kind of like settled into this, okay, here's, you know, I think about this, and it's just kind of one of those movies I enjoy, but I don't know if I'm ever really going to go out my way to see again. Um, and the more I started thinking about it, the more I started thinking about other movies that kind of had this exact same, I wouldn't call it a twist so much in Black Swan, but this kind of exact same thing going for it. Um and seriously, then I started thinking about this more and more. I'm like, you know, it's it was a good movie and everything, but it's pretty much just like the arty Oscar version of a movie I feel like I've seen several times before. Sure. Um, and so that's where I finally settled on my, my last rating. But uh, like I was saying, though, and I keep going back and forth, and I might just be overthinking this, but the more and more people ask me about it, the more I wanted to kind of recommend this movie at the same time. So I will go ahead and tell you that I do recommend this movie. Um, it's one that you should definitely see for the upcoming Oscar season. Uh, and if anything, you should see it for Portman's performance. Yeah. Um, but I, I settled to the six, which is probably the lowest rating you're going to hear for Black Swan. Um, but I kind of feel like it's a good film, but it's nothing that hasn't been done before. Well, I think that is one thing to say. I wouldn't. So I, you know, I, I know what you're saying. I wouldn't call this movie a movie with a twist necessarily. Like yep. the the ending is something that is a bit of a surprise, but it's. I don't think he set out to make a movie with a twist. So don't go in expecting like. You know, uh, M. Night Shyamalan makes uh, Black Swan, although I would love to see that movie for different reasons. <laughs> um, but I know what you're talking about, and I do, I did, I, I knew that was going to happen pretty much the entire movie. I mean, from way, way early on. Like, it's like, okay, it's... obviously. 
Right, as I, I feel like maybe, uh, this is a terrible thing to say, but maybe some of the older people in the theater, like the Oscar-going public, the public who loves these Oscar films, it's a movie that might be somewhat new to them. But people like you and I, and this is kind of a weird stretch here, but people who see like like a lot of horror movies, like everyone ever made, have seen this twist, not twist once again, but have seen these like plot elements before. Yeah, I um, mean... Different aspects, just in less arty and fashion and presented less uh, less amazingly, too. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, like, they pretty much, you know, the very one of the very first sort of creepy things pretty much tells you exactly what the end's going to be. Right. Um, and they just keep hammering on it. Yeah, so, which is, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's, it no, doesn't, it's, it's just not as, as clever as it might want to be. Exactly. That's, that's the problem. It's done and presented really well, I think, mm-hmm. um, for, for what's worth. But it's, that's, that, I think that's the problem. It's just not as insanely clever, I think, as the presentation itself is, is coming across. Right. The other thing I'll say is that um, the a lot of the crazy, outrageous, sort of exciting moments that happen in this movie are more internal to Natalie Portman's character, which, again, is cool. But um, I would like to see some of that spill out into her... In, her actual like exterior world a little bit more than it ended up doing. I want to see a little bit more consequences of what was happening with her actually, uh, you know, matter into the outside world without being able to really say anything about it. That's sort of a dumb thing to say, but yeah, know, it's it's true because there's not very many reactions from other people to what her character yeah. is experiencing yeah. throughout the film. Um, which, um, if you want to call it a, pe- uh, a character piece, that's fine. But you kind of need these these elements thrown in there too. But again, it was a great movie. I ended up giving it a seven, so um, it's it's not. Uh, it didn't blow me away, but I thought it was like really well done, well executed, nice little character, nice little you know piece of a movie. I wouldn't even say character piece. It was a nice movie. It just um, it didn't have that extra like here's something awesome, here's something new, here's something like right. exciting that sort of pushed me any higher than a seven. I still really enjoyed it. I so did I, and that's the rating I kept going back and forth between a, a seven and a, and a six, um, and I decided to sell up to six, which I guess in the end matches our where we usually fall personality wise mm-hmm. in these films. Um, I would, like I said, still recommend Black Swan. Uh, check it out. Um, it'll be interesting when we do our Oscar show to see uh, to see what's going on. I wonder if we have a dr- like a drama bias because I of all the holes in my movie uh, knowledge, which of which there are many, I feel like dramas make up the largest chunk of movies I haven't seen. And when I, we do dramas, which is normally for Oscar season, I feel all like right. we tend to rate lower even if we liked the movie. Well, okay, here's. I've kind of, people have always kind of pointed this out to me. Well, one thing, I would not call this movie a drama. Um, and I noticed yeah, that the poster you know itself I mean. did not call it a drama. Uh-huh. Uh, but the other thing is, people always point out that, oh, Logan, you're always talking about, uh, one, comedy films, uh, and two, scary movies, horror movies, that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in our personal lives, too, I think that we, we kind of like, uh, when we write, we, we go in these directions as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, and all around us, whenever we've entered competitions, going all the way back to high school, I think. <laughs> Beauty uh, competitions. Yeah, what, what always wins is the drama, the, the anti-drug PSA, that sort of thing. <laughs> You're um, still and, upset about that. <laughs> no, no. And I think what it comes down to, personally, and this is what I tell people, uh, and this is more, I guess, the writer in me coming out, that uh, the reason I like, uh, like horror movies and comedies so much as genres is that it's not everyone laughs at the same thing, not everyone's scared at the same thing. Those are the two harder ones to tackle. While everyone's going to cry at the same thing, and you know it's sad if my the mom that I built up through the first and second act of my movie dies in the third act. Okay, mm-hmm. everyone's going to cry at that. Well, you know it's sad he lost his mom, and my dog gets hit. Um, we have to put old yellow down. One of those things, Ryan. We <laughs> old all, yellow. We all, find, we, all, we all find that stuff sad. Rapper old um, yellow had to be put rapper down. old yellow. Yeah, and Hugh Jackman. Um, <laughs> Hugh J. Ackerman. 
<laughs> it's changing every time now. Uh, but it's, I don't know, that's where I've always kind of stood on the same thing. And when, so when I, a lot of times when I see these dramas, I want something new. I don't want, um, I, I don't want some British melodrama about who the new queen's going to be and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. It's sort of like... Um, bit, those films have, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, like, with a drama, you're more likely to have, like, the through line be purely about some love story or something like that. I don't know. It's really... it's I can't really generalize, but I agree with what you're saying in general. Well, I, I've enjoyed several dramas in the past. Oh, um, yeah. Like, I think two years ago was a great Oscar season for drama. We had No Country for Old Men. Uh, some of my best friends are dramas. Some of my best friends' dramas, the new Coen Brothers film. Right. Uh, no, uh, what, There Will Be Blood that year was really good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gran Torino was great last year. Um, so it's not one that I... It's not a genre that I just completely despise. I mean, that's not the case at all. And I, I don't... My ratings might reflect it every now and then. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we're... You know, we hate a lot of comedies and horrors, too. If anything, oh, say, sure. We might hate the state of comedies now more than the state of dramas. But I, I wonder if... It's weird. I wonder if a, um, a horror movie that I liked just as much as I liked Black Swan would get the same rating or if I would give Black Swan a lower rating just because it, it's sort of like not my wheelhouse, the straight-up drama. Not that it's necessarily straight-up drama. You're right. Well, like I said, and looking back, here's something I'm really going to throw you off with. Uh, oh. My rating is weird because this is my the lowest rating I've given one of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've liked all of his other films above this. And, you know, I don't... I guess some of those you can consider dramas of anything, too. Um, yeah. But he's kind of... Def- Man, if anything, like uh, the Fountain was a great example of you could call, you could label that, you could label it sci-fi, you could label it a scary movie, you could label. I don't. Some parts might be funny to some people. Yeah. Um, but in the end, like that movie is just a flat-out drama, I think. Um, so I don't know different things like that. But you should, uh, you know, look into more of his films. What have you seen? I've just seen The Wrestler Beyond This. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. That's a weird starting place because that's that's the one movie that's not like any of his other films, including Black Swan. I everyone tells me I should see Requiem for a Dream, including you've told me millions of times. I need to. I um, stand by the fact that Requiem for a Dream should be used with the Dare program in elementary yeah. school. Uh, that movie will make you never ever ever want to do drugs. Uh, it's a great film too. All right, I gotta see it. Um, anyway, yeah. So Black Swan, we both recommend it. Well, something I discovered this week, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, is that there is still, I'm using Windows Vista, so I'm a bit behind, but I'm still, I'm out of the Stone Age, right? This is kind of new, okay? Okay. Um, Have you well, heard about I, email? <laughs> no. Um, did you get that letter I sent you four months ago? No. Um, it's coming by pony, so don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, the, Just uh, wrote in from Richard. I discovered the games folder in Windows Vista. Yeah. Um, which I had just, you know, I haven't probably looked into since I had Windows 95 or whatever, right? Okay. And so I'm like, oh, Minesweeper, uh, Solitaire, all my old favorites are here. Let's start one up. Well, they did, like, a complete redesign. I'm sure this happened 16 years ago and Logan never noticed. Uh, but these games are fun again. They're magical, Ryan. There's all sorts of weird new animations. And there's little, you know how we had the, the little clip guy who pops up in Word? Um, uh, Clippy, have, sure. Clippy, yeah, we have little pop-up boxes uh, now for these games. are like, hey, do you know how to play this game? What are you doing? Don't move that there. Wait a minute, um, so what So what game should I start out? I haven't played these games since 1995 either. See what they look like on, okay, hold on, let me go. What Free sale? What should I play? What was I playing during the show? I mean, uh-huh. um, games, go to, just go oh. to Minesweeper. Oh, these do look different. Yeah, oh. right. Minesweeper, oh, I'm even getting cool sound effects, which I doubt yeah, you guys Yeah, no, I, I was getting cool uh, Minesweeper has this, Minesweeper. like, cool new, it, it looks awesome, first of all. But then when you actually clear a board, which I did for the first time since probably 1993, because um, this game is actually incredibly easy now. Uh, when you take the time, you don't just poke at things, which is what I used to do. That's what um, you do on a date as well. I, I poke and destroy. 
but oh. uh, now when you clear the board, like this cool little like Tron type laser clears it all off for you. He's like, <laughs> like scans the board, uh-huh. pop up message, and then when you start, you also get this pop up message say like, which level do you want to play on? Well, back in the day, I had to go in the game and select which one and all sorts of things like that. Uh, this is all just a complete unimportant side note to Black Swan. Look, I'm not listening at all. I'm playing Minesweeper. I would like to say that all these games should be nominated for Oscars this year. <laughs> That's where I'll tie it in. Um, yeah. Then you know, I, I did that in uh, Solitaire, and I was pleasantly surprised at both. And so uh, looking at what I have now, there's also... Uh, um, well, no, I think most of these other ones existed already. Games Explorer? Is that going to take me online somewhere I don't want to go? Uh, I don't know. Free Cell looks crazy. Like, that really upped the ante on these graphics. Cell. What do we get here? There's somebody oh, this- who's like toiling in obscurity on these things. Oh, I, probably not. Probably people other than me still play these all the time. Oh no, I'm sure. But I was surprised that they were still there. Um, if anything, I just I was kind of going through my start menu. You know how like when you clear off software, some of it still resides in the in the uh, start menu, just sure. empty names. I was going through. I was like, well, I need to get rid of a lot of these. And and as I was doing that, I saw games. I was like, games? <laughs> oh. Uh, interesting stuff, though. Sorry, nothing to do with movies. Um, I like my chances on this game of Solitaire, Logan. This is going to go well. <laughs> See the new animation? That's what it is. You're interested in it again, aren't you? I am. This is actually pretty cool. Now you got to win. See what it says when you win now. And if oh. it does that continuous shuffle thing it used to do. Oh, of course it must. That's the best part of Solitaire. Yeah, just you sit there and you're like, hey, look what I just did. People walk by and you're like, shouldn't you be working, Logan? <laughs> like, I did. No. <laughs> probably not. No. We're getting winning solitaire again, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, burn? <laughs> where do I work? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I have no idea. You should probably <laughs> check, Logan. I just so I play solitaire on people's uh, computers. <laughs> um, and my my last side note is that this is the first Critical Aid episode that I had hot chocolate with. Oh, how was that? Let me say it's a good combination. I, uh, this is the first Critical End that I um, had since my leg operation. Where I had one of my legs removed. Yes, um, to match the other one, right? To match the one that I had removed before. <laughs> so now that you've had both removed, are we looking at the wheelchair options? Because I know a guy. No, I'm going to walk on my hands. I think it's probably cooler that way. Kind of creepy when you start heading down the hallway towards me like yeah, that. Yeah, but I get the chicks. You'd be surprised. Just, you, I think you, they don't see you, though, is, is what I was That's funny. how I get them. <laughs> oh, they trip over you. Yeah. They're like, what's that rocket, Ryan? Oh, that, sorry, Ryan, ma'am. <laughs> Let me help you down up. Wait. <laughs> you, you keep doing the old, oh, help me up, I have no legs. And then uh, <laughs> once they get you up there, you go for the kiss. <laughs> they don't want to drop you. I'm like, higher. <laughs> rude. Yes. Closer to your lips. <laughs> <laughs> Closer to your lips. Ah, here's fine. Uh, me. You do all the work in this kiss, okay? You... <laughs> I know legs, for... woman. I'm like, look, here's how it's going to be. Oh, anyway. Um, I hear lots of clicking sounds from your end, so I see you're playing. hear a little sound of like, ding. Yes, I hear, I see you're playing the new Free Seller Solitaire. So I will go ahead and say, folks, that you can find us on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook. That's right. Um, and in plain old-fashioned way, criticalend.com. Criticalend.com. Have we, like, the, announced already that we're, like, officially full over onto our faster server? Did we say that last time? Yeah, I think we did. Um, not only that, we are a better site than ever before. Yeah. We've got great material this year, and you should get it while it's hot, because it won't last until February, probably. Um, That's right. So not lasting until February next week. Um, and it might be slightly delayed, but our next show is going to be our big uh, best and worst of 2010 show that is... Everyone's personal favorite. Yes. 
Always a good time. And we will be back together for the first time since our Best of 2008 show. You will hear the awkwardness in the room. Yes, no punching and the free cell playing. Right. Now Logan will be able to tell when I'm just like playing free cell (laughs) instead of listening to the podcast. Black Swan's great, Logan. Uh The first time I see you with your new legless look. That's true. Um, You pinning back your jeans now, or are you just uh, making Daisy Dukes out of everything? I don't wear pants. I find it constrictive. (laughs) To your leglessness. Um, And I think that's about it. All right. I forgot to plug. No, I don't think so. Uh, Except that we might not be posting much next week, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, you'll get a more detailed note about that. Mm -hmm. But basically, we are vacationing together in a very gay way. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, like uh, Stephen (laughs) Dave. I'm trying the most gay way possible to say it. Right. Uh, we are going to Asfuck Island. Um, <laughs> no, a lot of people are confused, but don't worry. It's just a name. It's actually a peninsula. Yes. <laughs> you, you could get through that joke without no, laughing. I couldn't. Sorry. Yeah, Thank you. Just... Thank you, good episodes of The Simpsons. Our, um, Stays are uh, yes. It's me, Ryan, and H.A. Jackman. <laughs> it's got short already. H.J.A. Kerman <laughs> is his name. Start putting weird spaces in new parts now. <laughs> Oh, Hugh Jackman. Yes, Jackman. All right. Well, have a good week, Logan. I'll see you soon. I will literally see you next week. We always say it, but this time I really will. Oh, man. For once, we're not lying to everyone. I won't have to bring along this picture of you that I've been keeping silent for all these years about. What do you, wait, what picture? Nothing. Let's no. just say some of us prefer to see you with legs still. Aww. It's old Robbie there, and that other leg, I forget his name. <laughs> Ted. Times <laughs> Ted was that leg's name. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yes, I will see you next week in person. All right, I'll be here. And okay, so will you're... you, listeners, on the next episode of Critical End, the podcast. You're black, right? I can be. <laughs> For price. What do you like? <laughs> There are no more possible moves. What? This game is going so well. Right, I'm coming to town. Pick me up. (laughs) I can't. I have no legs. (laughs) I'm on level 17 of Minesweeper. (laughs) Well, I really fucked that one up. (laughs) Oh, man.